What's up, guys? It's Kate. This is Date Fails. Oh, we are back at Brian Monarch's crib. Yeah. Here we are. Um, I like what you've done with the place, Brian. Thanks. You've added things. You added a photo of yourself behind me. I don't know. <laughs> Had to bring that up. You know I don't want that there. <laughs> he told me to move it, and I was like, absolutely not. This is part of the show. It has to remain. I like that it's glossy. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it's a good photo. Anyway. Um, so we're here in studio today. Uh, our guest is Janice Spiteri. You're back. She hey. is a pro snowboarder slash kind of new comedian. She did a show with me. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. She did stand up. It's what? Third time? No, that was literally my first time. You somehow have it in your head that I'd done it before. I've oh, you told never... me you did it. No, I went to like a class one time. Oh. It was like a two hour class where they told us how to write it. Where joke. was the show? <laughs> the show she did with me was at the rec room in Huntington. Oh, that's cool. And she did. Here's what's crazy. She did so well, like for a first time. I mean, she got two applause breaks. That's crazy. How many minutes did you do? Five, Five. minutes. That's great. And I, I, I know. I, well, I watched back the video of me and there's a few times where I just totally like ran over people laughing because I was like. Kate's only me five minutes and I've got things to say. Yeah. So people are laughing. I'm just like, no, no, no. I'm getting on with the next thing. Like, yeah, that I, takes time. You'll learn normal. to like, let them laugh it out. Yeah. But she did really, I mean, it was one of those things watching that you can tell when somebody has like comedy chops the first time, if they're getting laughs, even if they don't have like structure yet. But, yeah. I did three minutes the first time and the whole time there was no laughter. Oh. No way. Oh, it was so bad. It was like in 1998. You're a really great joke writer. I feel like, I feel like my first two years I had like no jokes, but I just, I was good at performing so I could get people to laugh but you have like solid like you have great jokes I try yeah thanks anyway guys today's episode of Date Fails is brought to you by CBD Lion which Janice you're just you're about to start working with them right or maybe they're gonna maybe, send you product maybe maybe uh I'm obsessed with CBD now it's I use it every day it helps me relax it helps my honestly it helps my menstrual cramps it helps after the gym uh, my sister is using it for like depression stuff and she actually says it works. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I probably shouldn't say this, but my sister's like, I think it works better than anything I've ever taken. Like that's medication. Cool. You were just talking about this before we even started recording. That's yeah, awesome. that's right. Cause yeah. you're, cause Sarah, uh, Brian's, I don't know. Is it your girl? I don't know what yeah, to say. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awkward. No, she, uh, she wants to try it. So I said I'd bring some. So anyway, you guys have been DMing me all the time, how much you love CBD Lion, and I hope if you're not using it yet, you try it out. If you have anxiety, if you're stressed, if you need to calm down for a date, whatever it is, go to cbdlion.com slash, no slash, just cbdlion.com. Put in my code. It's Kate Q. That gets you 20% off. And if you have questions, just call them and ask, and they can tell you what to get. So that's it. Also, uh, I have a second sponsor. Today, also, BetterHelp is sponsoring the show. BetterHelp, we've talked about many times. It is, basically, it's therapy. It's online counseling you can do. You can do it by phone. You can do it by FaceTime. You can do it by text. Uh, I feel like, Brian, I don't know if you really need therapy, but Janice, you definitely... You definitely need therapy. <laughs> I could probably use some. I mean, some. I probably needed therapy for the last, like, 15 years, but... Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I feel like it never hurts anyway. Ever since I started talking to a therapist, I don't complain quite as much mm. to my usual friends, so... Although I rolled in here today with some drama. I should, yeah, I've shit always, happens. I've always just yeah. been afraid of, like, the costs with therapy, because in my head, I'm like, oh, it's, like, $200 an hour, like, I can't... Like, I'm just gonna get more stressed out about stuff if I... If you can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. That's kind of the reason why I like this, because there's all different packages you can choose. It's really affordable and you can do it on your phone. You can do it on your own time. So it's kind of one of those things that you can do more of when you can and do less of when you you know don't have the funds. But 
Uh, I think they work with health insurance too. I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyway, you guys can check it out. Whatever you need, they have specialists in every kind of depression, stress, anxiety, LGBT issues, self-esteem matters, trauma, sleeping problems, family drama. So go to betterhelp.com and put in my code DATEFAILS. And if you do that, you get 10% off your first month. It's really affordable, guys. So once again, go to betterhelp.com slash DATEFAILS, put in my code date fails and then you'll just fill out a questionnaire to assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love that's betterhelp.com slash date fails so that's what's up um all right we got to dive into god there's so i feel like there's so many things today we could do this episode forever because i had a date fail you had a date fail janice Brian's life is pretty good, I think. What do you think? It's, it's all right. You know, it's going good. No, no your date girl fails. is dope. Your she's girl, really great. She's honestly like, I just said to her downstairs, I'm like, I really like you guys. Like, you guys fit. You just seem like you've been together for, you seem like you've been known each other forever. Yeah, feels like that. When I go crazy, she's usually pretty calm. So it's, you know. Yeah, Brian went crazy before yeah. the show. I, I, I was trying to edit one of her podcasts and it just shit wasn't going down but you know it made what I mean? me so happy because he had like a total like manic like like the way women get accused <laughs> of being crazy and i was like this makes me feel so good that men do this too it was he was spazzing out it was great I was cursing at my computer <laughs> it was great he's like just can everyone just be quiet just be just i need a moment of silence i was like yes he's nuts <laughs> so but he got it working and uh i got called crazy today i think guys call women crazy when you catch them in a lie Mm-hmm. Have you ever been called crazy? I don't know if I've been called crazy to my face. Really? I, I think if I have been, it's behind my back. I usually like keep my craziness inside. I I don't think I'm crazy. I well, no one really <laughs> thinks they're crazy. I don't think. Do you think? Although, if you think you're crazy, I don't know. I'm a little crazy. Neurotic. I think, I think I'm pretty normal. <laughs> I think that there's no such thing as normal as the thing, but. You're definitely OCD, wouldn't you say? I guess to some degree. Not to the degree where I'm like making sure I take three steps after I, no. you know, do something or anything <laughs> like that. I think... But I will grab... If I'm at the store, I always grab the one behind. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm never, even if it's like a box of pencils. I don't want something someone's touched a million times. I don't know why. It's weird. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's weird. That like, is, that's what I mean. That's oh, that's Well, it's like a quirk, I guess. Yeah. Maybe not full-on OCD, but I think comedians in general are a little obsessive. I used, to, I used to work at a market, and people, like, grab deodorant and, like, smell it and, like, do shit. Oh, and I'm just no like, way. I don't want the first one that everyone's testing. They, and, like, like, try it on in the store? I've seen them go like this and, you know, like, Ew. just do weird crap. I mean, and just, I, like, take the lids off deodorant, and I take the little plastic off to smell it, but I'm not touching it to my skin. I just need yeah, a little I don't sniff. even want the one you sniff for some reason. Like, I'm just weird. <laughs> do I'm not touching hear? my nose to it. Relax. Do you want to hear the grossest, most embarrassing thing? I bought this, like, face moisturizer stuff at Walgreens one day and then I I packed it and I didn't open it I packed for the road and when I got to my hotel I opened it and someone had definitely like used it it was like half of it was scooped out it was almost like someone stole half and it's gross but I also like didn't have anything else to use and it was like late and I I was like you know what I'm gonna just scoop the line of like where they would have touched and then I'm going to just use off the other side and, and I did and I you and I'm still using it <laughs> yeah one time I was at Saddle Ranch for a birthday party or something Maybe was it, it mine I don't think so you didn't invite me yes I did when two years ago I think you came I don't remember that uh I definitely would have invited you I don't think I was there 
Maybe I was on the road or something. Maybe you just didn't come. Uh, we'll, we'll have to investigate. Um, <laughs> one time there was a, someone didn't, you know how they give you like the big thing of like uh, brownies and it's got like a big uh, thing of uh, cotton candy? Oh. I've only seen the cotton candy. I don't know about the brownies. Sometimes they'll like bring out a whole platter with, with the cotton candy and like a big martini glass and then it has like brownies around it. Anyway, they threw it away. And I saw one on top of the trash. Yeah, this is bad. No. But I, first of all, I was drinking, and this is one of the worst, you know, non-OCD things I've done. I'm like, dude, that brownie. There's not a fingerprint. It's perfectly smooth. The frosting hasn't been touched. I grabbed that shit and ate it. Oh my god. Yeah. I won't lie. I worked at a restaurant once, bussing tables, and like sometimes when I would like clear the food, there were like like side orders of things or like the desserts where you could tell no one had touched it or like a plate of cookies and I could tell they only ate like two of them and the rest were good so I'd be like oh yeah don't mind if I do no way I couldn't do that because I'd be afraid someone like spit on it or just like wiped a booger on it or I don't know I don't know I I was definitely buzzed by the way like I was drinking that night oh I I was was always sober when I was taking I have eaten out of my own trash before in my kitchen if I'm drunk and I don't have any food and I'm like I think I threw away like half a thing of french fries if it's on top I'll take it back out and eat it once something touches the trash for me it's done because like in my head trash cans are just like swarming with germs and they're just crawling all over everything this was on the top of the trash can by the way it was kind of like a tray on top of a trash can so were my french fries yeah I have a friend who dumpster dives and she's like stunningly beautiful and like not poor. And so it's really funny, but she like loves to dumpster dive. And she's like, Kate, I have, I've got, I'm up to eight vacuums. I'm like, what are you going to do with eight vacuums? It's so funny, but she sells the stuff. Okay. Yeah. She was like, people throw away baby stuff. She was like, if you're having a baby, everybody like uses it until their kid grows out of it and they just toss it. Mm-hmm. So it's like basically new. So if you need baby stuff, not that you do, but find it in the garbage. This yeah. is how much I love you, baby. I'm getting your stuff from the <laughs> trash can. That stuff is expensive. Like diaper genies and shit. That's yeah. expensive stuff, man. I think I don't have, a, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, all right. So, so who called you crazy? Uh, I know. Look, I'm holding queen. You guys, I cried. Like, I got in the hugest fight with this guy, and I was, like, crying. A guy made you cry? A guy made me cry. That Who I is he? I'll break his legs. I haven't even slept with him yet. You know why he made me cry? Because I haven't slept with him yet. <sighs> I'm trying to think of how much of the story to tell. If he's already making you cry before you've slept oh, with him, I'd say, Oh, we're never talking again. Yeah, I will stay never. Away. Here's the thing. She might talk to him again. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I guess never say never, <laughs> like, in the future, because I might see him around or something. Right. But, like... I don't know, like, the shit he said to me, I don't know if I've ever had someone be that... Okay, the long story short, I'm trying to think how to tell this. Basically, it's a guy I've been kind of talking to, but we haven't had sex. Like, we've just been talking and flirting and sexting, and, like, he's been trying to hang with me for a very long time, and then we have... Basically, he travels a lot, And he was visiting L.A. and we made plans to hang out. And then the night that we were supposed to hang out, apparently I said something that kind of hurt his feelings a little. I didn't mean for it to, but I guess he took it wrong or whatever. But instead of like talking about it or telling me, he just didn't answer my text the rest of the night and like basically blew me off completely, like more or less stood me up. And then you didn't even know you had hurt his feelings. Well, I mean... I knew something was off, but I didn't know exactly what, but I didn't realize that he would like just totally stand me up and like not text me back. And like, it was, this is after like months of, oh, we got it that night. I'm in LA. We got a blah, 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 whatever. So 
he called me like later that night with all these excuses about why he blew me off but he didn't like apologize he didn't say that I hurt his feelings he just he just said like some stuff came up that was family stuff that he couldn't he couldn't get to his phone but I know he's lying because I could see that he read my texts throughout the night so like I knew that he saw it so sounds like an idiot already if he has his red receipts on (laughs) (laughs) well that's actually what's funny is like I DM'd him so I could tell that he read them because he I am convinced he has like a phone that he has me in. Oh, this is on Instagram. That's how you could tell he read them. Yeah, because okay. well, he has a phone. I think that he has like me in, and I think he has a phone that's actual like a personal phone. I think he has like a side chick phone. What? Because he will not answer text, but he'll answer DMs, and then he'll be like, "I didn't have my phone," so I'm like, "Well, obviously, you did." It's like the yeah. hoe phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, in the hope. So anyway, that all happened. Hmm. And then um and then the next day, like I'm it's my fault basically because I'm too forgiving. So when he like made up all these bullshit excuses, in my head I knew he was like lying, but I still wanted to hang. So I kind of like went with it. And then that day, we kind of were texting all day, but he was being short with me and still being like different and then the more I started thinking about the night there was just you know when someone tells you a story and you believe it at first but then you think about all these holes in the story mm-hmm. so you're I start, like wait a second yeah I'm like this doesn't all add up like it just there was things I was like I think he's lying and then I talked to someone who knows him personally who was like oh yeah he has like so many women probably just another one showed up so he blew you off like he goes every time I see him what? he's with a different chick and so then I was even more offended because I already kind of thought that, but then like hearing it that way confirmed it in my head. So then I just, I messaged him and was like, look, something still feels off to me about that night. I think I want to talk about it. Like, I just, I think you're lying. I don't trust you. Like, I don't feel good about this and I don't know if we should even keep talking or whatever. And he read it and ignored it. So then I was like really pissed. So then I waited a while and then when he never hit me back, I called him and then he was like, you know what? I didn't fuck with you because I knew you were crazy. I could tell the crazy was coming. Like you, we haven't even hooked up and you're like upset at me because I didn't hang. Like it's not that serious. And I was like, dude, it's just rude as shit. Like I took the night yeah. off and like I was, we had plans and you, you aren't even apologizing. Like you're being such an asshole. And he was like, you're just acting like so insecure, like a typical girl. And he was like. I just, I was so hurt that he said I saw the psycho coming. That's why I didn't fuck with you. And I was like, that's why you blew me off because you thought I was psycho. Why didn't you tell me? And he was like, yeah. I shouldn't need to tell you. He's like, just leave me alone. What do I got to get like a restraining order? And I was like, a what? restraining order? Like, I'm not even, I, I haven't even, like, I'm so, I was just, I, but I cried because I've never had someone be so mean to me when I legitimately was like, I even said to him, I go, I just want to know how I hurt your feelings in the first place. Like, what did I do that hurt your feelings? I even brought up the thing, like Brian had an idea of what he thought it might be. And I asked if that was it. And he was like, you're just really like overthinking it, man. Like, it's nothing. It's not even serious. Like, this is, he's like, there's nothing left to talk about. Like, and then I go, cool. All right, whatever. And then he hangs up on me and then he blocks me on Instagram. And then 10 minutes later, he unblocks me and refollows me. But I'm just like, fuck, like. I don't know why I cried, but it really just hurt my feelings that he called me psycho when I was just trying to understand why he lied because this was a chill situation anyway. He didn't need to lie and but yeah, and you wouldn't have had to like hit him up multiple times if he would have just responded to your earlier messages and been like, "Hey, like this but, is my yeah. issue." Like he he'd sound like he bottled everything up 
and then like snapped i think part of the reason it hurt though is because there is a little piece of truth to it because i do know like it does look crazy to blow up a guy you haven't hooked up with Mm -hmm. like why do i care so much and why do i feel the need to like get any kind of explanation like obviously he's just a dick and i should just go fuck him i don't but before all this you didn't think he was a dick so you were like oh we're getting along everything's good i should yeah, Blow I think that's up. what it was, was like, we actually felt like there was like a cool, even like a friendship connection, <clears throat> if if nothing else that we would, I don't know, it was just, it was just such an obvious like Jekyll Hyde shift in his persona, and it just really surprised me, I guess, and, but also I was embarrassed, because when he said, he goes, he said, this is like, what do you say, he goes, this is like cringe, he goes, this is cringe, like the way you're like texting me right now, like it's drama, like we haven't even hooked up, like this is, he goes, this is like really insecure like this looks like he basically just made me feel like a total loser and it worked it's probably good that he did this before you had sex though let me tell you one thing yeah there's two sides to these guys like the side that you see before you have sex with them which is mr nice guy and then the side you see after they have sex or when they decide they're not gonna have sex they they're that's not gonna happen then they turn into their real selves well i think that what happened honestly is i think when he first started hitting me up Initially, I said to him, I'm never going to sleep with you because, you know, I think, I mean, I know he has a reputation for lots of women. So I said, I'm not going to sleep with you, but we can be friends. And he was like, that's cool. I just think we'd have a good time together. Like we're like you have such a good vibe and stuff. And so but then he when once he started like flirting with me and making it about sex he never went back to like anything but that like anytime he would text me it'd be about that mm-hmm. and so i think as soon as he realized it wouldn't be easy to get challenge was presented he just kind of started being like shorter and kind of a dick and just oh i, I mean no he didn't try harder uh at first he was being extra nice after you said no though well, like we weren't gonna oh yeah you're so, right yeah, sorry that's when i thought maybe at he's first like he okay was. let's see if i can make this happen he put in a lot of effort to pretending to be a nice guy but i guess what i'm saying is like as soon as he realized it was going to be a- actual work like i wasn't just saying i'm not going to fuck you right. as soon as he realized like oh actually this girl isn't just some easy hoe i mean just being in a hoe phone it's so degrading in the first place. But Should then, be the name of your special. <laughs> in the hope. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but then I said to my friend, I go, I put myself in the hoe phone because the minute you're like, okay, with any kind of like a guy treating you like a hoe, you're putting yourself in the hoe phone anyway. I was in the hoe phone. If he has a hoe phone, he probably has like a girlfriend or something in a regular phone. Yeah. He doesn't want course. her to see. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, whatever. Blah. Point is, he made me cry. And then, but I'm glad he did because it was a moment of like, fuck him. Yeah. I just instantly was like, oh, this isn't who I thought. So I so found out. Back to when you said that you still might probably sleep with him. That's No, wrong. I didn't say sh- that. I said I might really- talk to him. Okay. Well, don't. Well, I'm not going to talk don't. to him on purpose. But I mean, if I run into him, I'm not going to like be a dick. I'm just... Mm-hmm. Like, what if he hits you up in a week or two real nicely? No. Okay, just good. ignore it? Because now I know what he is. Right. So I know for sure. Like, you know, the thing is, you guys are both nice people. Like, Brian, you're very sensitive. <laughs> I think you are. You really are. Like, you and I have had disagreements and we talk about it. Yeah, we do. I think the thing for me is just I can't relate to someone who has no empathy or compassion for the other side of something. Because mm-hmm. even, even the thing with him that happened, like... I was trying to understand where he was coming from, like find a common ground, even just as mutual human beings to like respect each other. But when someone just 
just shuts down completely to any other point of view. That is so unfathomable to me. I can't even be friends with someone like that. It's so like, I mean, that's like sociopaths or like, that's like a weird, yeah. I don't know. He definitely didn't want to communicate. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, so he got all the red flags out of the way in the beginning and... I just can't believe how bad it hurt my feelings. Like, I'm such... I just felt like such a loser. I'm like, he's right. I'm like, blowing him up. We haven't even hooked up. Like, why am I so in my feelings about this? Like, I think it's ego partly. Mm. But also, like, it did hurt my feelings just to be so discarded with no... That's what it is. There's something weird about that with, like, getting really hurt about mean things being said by people who it shouldn't matter that they're saying that because I deal with that too like someone who really shouldn't matter their opinion should not matter to me if they say something hurtful about me it like really hurts even though I know that it shouldn't right yeah you're right it's like if you don't respect them why does their opinion matter to you but it still does I think it hurts when you know there's an ounce of truth to it we like, all have insecurities, though. Everybody has insecurity. Even when, like, a comedian doesn't reply to my text, I'm just like, what did I do? You know, it's just like, it's just how we are. Well, it's funny. I called Joey Diaz because, I, I, well, actually, he called me in the middle of this when I was crying. <laughs> he called me <laughs> randomly. But um, but I was kind of just telling him about it. And I was like, you know, it's funny because Joey's like me. Like, Joey's sensitive, even though you, like, you might not be able to tell that or maybe you can. But, I mean, I said to him, I go, it's weird, like... It just really hurt my feelings. It's not even anger. It's just hurt. It's like, how can someone be like that? And he was like, I get like that too. Like, I get my feelings hurt if someone that I think is a friend doesn't hit me back. Or, I mean, it's just, it's just mean. Yeah. To leave someone on red when they're being vulnerable too. Because I even said in the text, I said, I know this is partly ego, you know, and I feel rejected, but also I feel disrespected. And I just, I feel like maybe we can find a common ground because I want to know why, like why this happened. But if he's got like 10 different chicks, he's just putting on an act for everyone. And well, he just doesn't want to deal with any real drama. Mm-hmm. Well, now I know. Yeah. But I, I think a yeah. real person, even if they are busy, let's say he was dealing with stuff with his family and there's things going on and you send this vulnerable text and he's like, I honestly don't have time to like address this. A normal person can do a one sentence reply, be like, hey, let's talk about this later. I'm busy right now. Or like, I, I, I'll, we can talk when I get a chance. Yeah. At least to let you know that like they've seen it and they are acknowledging it. It's that's called exact- common cur- courtesy. Yeah, that's exactly what I said to him. I go, no matter how busy you were, it takes literally like 30 seconds to just go like, hey, this night got nuts. I'll call you later, but I'm not going to be able to like link up. I just, I don't get it. It's just respect whatever. for you and your time because then you can go do something else and you're not sitting around waiting for a response. Yeah. yeah. I well, hate not being answered. Well, I mean, the thing is, being shunned, if you know someone saw it and they ignore it, that is like so rude. In some cultures, did you know that there are cultures in Africa where there are tribes that instead of putting you to death, the whole community shuns you. So like for a month you walk around and no one will look at you or speak to you because that's supposedly like a worse psychological torture. You didn't reply to Kate Quigley. I mean, (laughs) I guess like if you ignore me and I don't care about you, but once, uh, like once I get a little open with someone, I trust somebody, is that was the thing with this dude is from jump. He goes, if there's one thing I am, it's honest. I don't lie. He goes, I've lost so much pussy telling the truth. And like, so, so that's why I'm even more mad he lied because I like trusted him to tell the truth. So whatever, man. You know what pisses me off is when it says that they read it. Like if you're in Instagram, that means you have time. You're already in there. I mean, and you're looking into the messages. So don't act like you didn't read it and just say something real quick. 
you know, I go to the point where I don't even like when people go on vacation and don't reply. Oh, I was on vacation. Look, you took a shit at one point of that vacation and looked at your phone. So just say, okay, I'm busy. Just like, yeah, I, I hate people. There's so many times that I read a message and I go to someone like, hey, I got to hit you about this later because I'm swamped today, whatever. But at least then they know you saw it, you acknowledge it. Or I'll say, can you remind me later? I'm busy. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just common human courtesy. Yeah. And I feel like there's less of it. And here's what sucks. I don't want to hate guys and I don't want to become jaded, but I just feel like it's hard because I, I feel like there's it's harder and harder to find like a good, honest I person. think you need to stay away from these uh, verified people. And yeah, verified. Ver- we'll call them verified people. <laughs> Ooh, Actually, I can't wait till we're off air so I can find out who this is. I mean, you never heard of him, probably. But you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's what I decided. You know what? All people should avoid women. All women should avoid the blue check. <laughs> well, definitely the blue check. <laughs> the blue check herpes. Uh, no, you should avoid guys that couldn't get laid until they got rich mm. or until they got famous because they hate they're still mad at women for being dicks to them and they're just That's trying to I accumulate I, I, yeah yeah or i think they're still they're trying to punish women on how some, do you know though if you meet a guy that's rich do you say like hey how many you girls poor? did you suck? <laughs> yeah, how many girls were you able to hook up with before you had money like did you get it well like <laughs> this guy said to me because i said something i'm so nervous to give away who it is like i said something about him uh, having a really cute feature and he was like oh my god that used to be like one of my worst features and I was so insecure about it and like I never got chicks and and then he goes and then like once once I got better looking you wouldn't believe how many chicks like hit me up and were in my dms that used to diss me and I thought that it was like cute that he was like telling me he was insecure before but I should have in my head gone nope well you didn't know now Danger. you know now I know Live and learn. But I'm fine. Now I'm here. I vented. I'm smiling and everything is good. So that was a date fail. That was my big date fail. I mean, who cares? I'm going to Vegas for the week. I'm going to like, oh, I have so much fun in Vegas. That's I can't cool. Wait. Factory, yeah. right? Laugh Factory. Yes. Vegas Laugh Factory, guys. Uh, Monday through Sunday. That's That'll be today because this will come out tomorrow morning. Yeah. Through Sunday. Got a whole week there. Yeah. It's going to be 14 shows. That's a lot two of a shows. night. Damn. Two a night with Jackson and Renee Garcia. It's going to be, be really fun, fun though. You'll get some new jokes and... I already, to work it. I'm going to get jokes out of this fucking... This date fail is going to give me jokes. I can't say on the podcast who this guy is, but on stage I can talk about at least what he does and yeah. how stupid it was to think... Yeah. Once you, you, talk, guys, you can say what he does. I There's can't. a million of those. People will know because... because right. I, yeah, I can't. Maybe well, someday. I guess I'm going to have to yeah. go to your show in Vegas and I'll find out yeah, then who it is. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. So, all right, let's get to your... Janice, you said you had a recent... Should we talk about snowboarding first or should we talk about your recent date fail? What do you want to talk about, first of all? Um, should we talk about why you came in the first place? She has 100 pairs of vans, by the way. Do you really? Well, no. How many? No, I, a lot. Pretty much all of the <laughs> shoes I own are vans. How many pairs do you have, you think? You live in a car. How many can you have in there? <laughs> she lives out of a car. Okay. What kind of car is it? Uh, a Jeep. Oh, okay. What size Jeep? Uh, it, okay, I only have, let's say, I have like, I think four pairs of Vans with me in my Jeep, but I have all my other shoes at my parents' house. Like, that's home base. That's where, like, I keep all my stuff. And then I kind of just, like, satellite from there. Remind oh, okay. me again where you grew up. 
I grew up in Redwood City, California. Oh, that's right. And your parents lived there. Yes. And like, so me and Janice, if you didn't listen to her last episode, we met at the Burton store the night that I did the live podcast from the Burton store. She came in and I was looking for someone to podcast with and they were like, Janice has great stories and she has a good YouTube channel. (laughs) So she hopped on and right away I was like, oh, she's going to do great because she said like three things that I was like, we're going to have to cut that out. Like in the first. (laughs) How long ago was this? A month. Two weeks ago? No. Three weeks ago? No, longer than that. It was was like six six weeks. So you met her a month ago. You got her on a podcast. And you got her on stage at doing stand-up in a month. It was the same night, wasn't it? No, you asked me during that first podcast. You're like, hey, so I'm doing the show in Huntington Beach in two days. Do you want to open for me? And I was like... I didn't say open. I said or do like a set. do a set. Yeah, I don't. I don't Guess know set. comedy yeah. terms. Okay, yeah. I've never seen a comedy show. I told her I can name three comedians. She's all feature for you. She yeah. I don't she, know. Yeah. So, she said on the podcast that she had done stand up at like a SAG convention was, okay, no, or something. It was a class, and I got to stand up in front of the group mm-hmm. and like test out a joke that I wrote there. Oh, well, yeah. you made it sound like a lot bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. In my head, it was her birthday. And it you was, said she did well. Oh, she did great. Yeah, it was your amazing. birthday. The night of the show, that was my birthday. Yes, or birthday or week. Or, yeah, it was night? your birthday at midnight that night. We took photos. Yeah. Of the com- Then we went to the comedy store. That's right. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, she did great. That's but cool. I was, I was honestly, I was impressed with myself that I was able to put together a set in like two days. Yeah. Me too. Go do it. Yeah, me too. You did great. <laughs> and then she, but anyway, then we start talking about, she's a pro snowboarder. And okay, so we became friends after that. We hung out. We went roller skating together. Oh my god, that's right. We went to date mm-hmm. night at the roller rink. Girls' night. That was so fun. That it was, was cute. so. You wouldn't believe how many grown ups roller skate in this town. Where's the roller rink? Glendale. Oh, I think you told me that. And they're intense. Like people go and they are like serious about their roller skating. They're going backwards night. with their le- things going like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everyone's wearing outfits. Oh yeah, like, they dress like roller people. There was a group in the middle of the roller rink that was like doing like dance moves <laughs> the whole night. Were they kind of dressed like disco era? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. In eighties and stuff. And there's no kids on Mondays, so like we went on Monday because uh, yeah, it was adults only. Oh okay, I was yeah. wondering why it was mm. all. Yeah, and there's some too. league league practice. I mean, it's it was actually really fun. But do you remember like what's funny there is guys were trying to mack on us by like showing off their skate moves, like yeah. like they cruise by, cruise by. like sideways. Oh shit! Hey, gr- yeah, it was, and then they the do like fingers <laughs> for real. It was so weird. Corny. Oh, it was great. It was great. But uh, anyway, so we did that, and then we started talking because Janice is trying to train for. Explain the situation with the Olympics. Explain it. Okay, so I uh, I tried to go to the last Olympics, 2018. It was my first attempt at the Olympics. And um, so I traveled internationally for two years doing all the qualifiers. It's like year-round snowboarding. I'm like somewhere in the summer and in the fall, like all over. And the, uh, the year of the Olympics in August, I went to New Zealand and blew my knee out. And there wasn't time to get knee surgery and still be able to qualify. So I went through that whole season with my knee blown out because I'm like, I have to make it to the Olympics. I have to make it. Like, my parents have already told everyone they know I'm going to the Olympics. (laughs) So you were snowboarding with, it was an ACL? Yeah, a full ACL tear and partial meniscus tear. What happened? You fell on your... Um, In in New Zealand, my third run, I I went out to New Zealand for 10 weeks. And my third run of the trip on my first day, I just overshot a jump like crazy i missed the entire landing and i landed on my feet but my knee just exploded uh and but i I got back on my snowboard two weeks later because i had a competition so two weeks after blowing my knee out i was like 
back on. I'm like, I have to do this. You know, I made that face because I was thinking of the South Park episode where Kyle has these, Ugh. he has testicles as implants for his knees. <laughs> what? Because he wanted to be tall. He wanted to be a tall black kid. Never... And he went for And they're like, you can't do anything strenuous. He went for a slam dunk and they just went and like blood went everywhere and that's what I was thinking okay I mean, there wasn't blood it was all a, yeah, you know, yeah. an internal explosion. internal explosion it was yeah. just so funny that you and I looked so horrified like I am like so empathic that just hearing about an injury I almost like feel like I'm do- oh yeah like, as soon out. as I did it like I knew there was something in me that knew like I just blew out my knee I just blew my shot at the Olympics holy crap this was 2017 yeah in August and um so like two weeks later when I started walking again I was like well I'm gonna try to snowboard so I went up and got my snowboard I was like well I guess I can snowboard like it's working out I did a competition out there uh went home I went through the rest of that season and um I ended up my last qualifier I finished 15th I was in Switzerland and um the Olympic qualification is based on a cumulative total of the points you earn at every event and so with that I was like oh you know what I think I'm in I think I like just slipped into the last spot and this is a week before the Olympics start. So I'm like, wow. all right, I'm going to the Olympics. My parents rented a condo out in Korea already. Like, we, it was like go time. And then I found out basically a week before the Olympics that I was 25th in the rankings and only 24 get to compete. Oh. And that was soul crushing to go oh. through that whole season, like in so much pain, but powering through. Because I was like, I have to go. I have to go. And then to be that. Close. Close because like the point difference was a thing where it was like in this one competition if I had done this trick instead of that trick could that have been the difference you know if I had done this one thing instead of that like you never know when it was so close so um really kicking myself I, I felt like I let down people I thought I disappointed everyone who had been following my journey and mm. that was one of the hardest parts to deal with was feeling like I disappointed everyone yeah. um but like my my subscribers on YouTube and everything everyone like kind of rallied behind me and they're like no no you got 2022 like like we're rooting for you you know um you came so close and so it was it was really positive and I'm so thankful that my community was super positive about it um because that helped get through it um but yeah so now I I instead of going to the Olympics I went home I finally got knee surgery seven months after blowing my knee out I went through a year where I was doing recovery just taking it easy riding at Bear Mountain and just chilling and you know kind of just snowboarding for the fun of it and now this season is the big training year for the next olympics because the olympic qualifiers will start next august okay so this how do you is, train during the summer out here um so i go to mount hood they have a half pipe up in the summer sometimes mammoth has a half pipe up in the summer and then in fall i didn't know that yeah yeah so either mammoth or or mount hood in oregon and then in the fall i go to new zealand after New Zealand, people go to Switzerland. Everyone's pretty much coming back from Switzerland right about now. Yeah. And I'm feeling guilty that I didn't go to Switzerland. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I had I had a training fund the last time around. And this time I haven't had that approved. So I'm like, oh, I can't go to Switzerland. I can't go to New Zealand. And I'm like starting to get that antsy like... Like I, cause I see we're all friends. All the athletes are friends. And so I'm seeing on their Instagrams, people training and That's learning so new tricks. And I'm just like, okay, like. That's so hard. Gotta yeah. push it extra hard. That's like when you, when you, like when JFL was going on just for laughs, which is a festival, like every comedian basically wants to do at some point. And, and like 
every year that I think I'm going to go and then I don't and then I see everyone there doing it. It's just so hard sometimes when and you have to you have to try to think to yourself like everything happens in the timing it's supposed to mm. and there's a reason this happened. But it's also at the same time like I was muting everybody at JFL and, and so, like I was like I don't want to see all this. Like, oh my God. It, bums, it just would bum me out like you have FOMO yeah. or you're oh, anxious. Oh it's so hard yeah. 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 So then she so then Janice the other day called me and we were just talking about I mean well for one like you started snowboarding late right late in life yeah I was uh I was 17 senior year of high school and I just kind of out of the blue was like I want to be a professional snowboarder um so crazy. I, I had gone to a snowboard camp I sent myself to a snowboard camp the summer before my senior year and like you know could barely turn I'd only snowboard like five days total um but I had so much fun at this camp that I was like whoa like wait people do this as a career like there's actual like professional people that just snowboard and party and like yeah. get free stuff and go cool places because in my head i thought it was just like a winter ski trip you go up one time a year right. with your family and you spend you know five hundred dollars on a day and then you go home and like that's it i think that's for most people that is yeah. pretty much it that's the thing i and i didn't know there was something more and so after that like i started getting the snowboard magazines and i'm like oh my gosh you can snowboard in japan and like all these different places and so it kind of built up into this big dream i was like i just want to do this i want to snowboard around the world and just like get paid to like yeah. do this amazing thing get free vans um, yeah man. <laughs> that's that's why we all do everything free the shoes vans. i just want the free vans but uh yeah maybe you so, should ask for a bigger vehicle to put those vans dude, in i mean give me a little 10 foot box truck i've been wanting to turn one of those into a studio just a little 10 foot box truck i could oh, live be in dope. but um but yeah so i i scrapped my plans i was gonna come to uh southern california and pursue acting because i'd grown up acting my whole life um but i was like nope like I'm not going to apply to any of those colleges I did tours of like I'm going to apply to these mountain colleges and I ended up going to college up in Lake Tahoe and just right away jumped into competing um I turned 18 that year and I entered a bunch of competitions I couldn't like I still couldn't do a toe side turn very consistently but I was like what better place to learn how to snowboard than in a competition yeah so i was doing like <laughs> like the end of my first year it's uh, like getting on stage the first time you know you got to get up there because yeah. it makes you do it there's no like oh yeah. i'll try tomorrow it's like for me i'm super competitive and so if i'm in a competition yeah. and i'm afraid of something i'm like well i'm in a competition now it's like i have to do it so i hit like a 60 foot jump i never hit a jump that size and i still couldn't really do a toe side turn but i was like, well, there's a 60 foot jump in this competition. Like, here we go. She could only that. turn one direction. So, so I could turn the other way, but I was really afraid to. So like That's riding insane. into the jump, I was only turning on my heels. I was just doing like little checks and then I'd go oh straight God. and heel check. So now looking back, I'm like, that's terrifying. I can't believe I was doing that. I um, can't either. That's actually so funny. The other snowboarders must have been like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> what is she doing? That's probably why you were good at stand-up if you were doing acting before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like yeah. I've noticed a lot of people that really, like Michael Rosenbaum, like he never did stand-up and he went up there the first time. I was like, damn, he's doing pretty good. Yeah. And like Jeremy yeah. Piven too. Yeah, like if you just, grow up on stage It's a charisma acting. that yeah. you have. Well, yeah. and like with YouTube and like doing vlogs, because I started vlogging um during the Olympic qualifiers because I was like, well, I'm traveling around the world. I might as well make sure. videos about this and like show people what it's like to be an athlete at these events. Um, So I've learned how to talk to a camera and how to think on my feet and not get stuck in things in my head. And so I mean that, yeah, that definitely I think helps with stand up too. Now when I try to go back to normal acting and I have to like read someone else's words, it's It's harder. It's harder. Yeah. Because I'm like, Oh wait, like I'm good at acting when it's my own words that I'm deciding what I'm going to say, but then to take someone else's words and do it is, 
Yeah. I don't know about you, but I feel like Vine and Instagram videos actually made me better at stand-up in a weird way because it made me learn how to shorten a joke to, I mean, seven seconds is really short. Yeah. But I feel like it forces you at least to find the humor in that short of a clip. Yeah. How to get to the point. Yeah. yeah. I, used to, I used to be on Vine a lot. I'd be like, oh, wait, I could say that again without saying this. And then I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, made you cut stuff. Yeah. Well, so. Minimalize. So, yeah. So she called me and. I she, was actually crying that morning. You were talking about crying earlier. I was. I know we've I all been crying lately. Crying. Brian, could you cry on the podcast so we're all even here? <laughs> Brian almost cried at the computer earlier. Yeah. <laughs> he's screaming at it. Screaming. I know, but uh, yeah, she called me crying because she's like, "I don't have funding and I don't know what to do and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to train for the next Olympics." And so I was like, "You got to come on the podcast and talk about it. So maybe we can find a way to. I'm, I'm gonna help her find. Mm-hmm. Like I just think it's like it's the Olympics, man. You got to do it. Maybe we yeah. could do a GoFundMe or something. That's what That's, I said she should do. Yeah, I actually I set one up yesterday. I haven't yes. added photos or anything, but I've I've made the thing. I've told my story on it. How much does um, it? How much do you need? Uh, I think I put twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. That's not it. enough. You well, told me it's that's a thousand this year. Oh, that's for one. <laughs> that's winter. for training. Like she said it's what a thousand dollars a week for a good coach. Yeah, my my coach I was working with is I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him and see you know if there's anything I can do or if there's another coach that I'm gonna have to work with. But yeah, it's expensive. There's some it's rich crazy. person watching this that has an extra twenty grand that has no kids that could just sponsor or like Nike. There's some company. That could do this. I just, yeah. I just feel like you just need to get she the story out. She just lost her Vans uh, privileges. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't Vans do it? Vans should sponsor you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard, and and a lot of people because the Olympics come around every four years, and everyone gets super excited to watch them, and everyone loves it, and they don't realize like what goes into actually qualifying for the games. If you talk to athletes, like the ones who are the big name athletes, they get tons of funding, and they're on sure. the cereal boxes. They're fine, but like 95% of the athletes who are at the Olympics are working like multiple jobs or living in their cars like me and like doing like everything they can just made happen. It's like, like Olympians are poor Olympians because they put everything they have into most athletes do not make it. Like people think all athletes make like the money that famous athletes make. But I even like NFL football players that play one season as a re- like on the bench and barely go in, then get cut. Like the minimum wage is great. I think it's like three sixty five or something now. Like, three hundred sixty five grand a year. Yeah, but then season. yeah, but then if you consider like if they play one season, they pay their agent, their manager, their PR people, their lawyers, all this stuff. It, like taxes. Yeah, at the end of it, it's it not that much like money at all. And they might have spent fifteen years training to get to that point. Right. So I mean, it's just it's just yeah. and there's tons of athletes that make. I mean, imagine UFC fighters that aren't famous. I don't think they make any real money. Mm. It, it you got to be pretty famous, but it, they do. It's gotten better. For yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It used to be real bad. They, there was many complaints about that. Yeah. I yeah. Bet. Well, and with the thing with the Olympics is that there's no inherent like value for being in the Olympics. You don't get paid to be there. If even if you win a medal, you're not paid by the Olympics. So if you like, win a gold medal, you, there's you're just hoping for sponsorships it's, and it's stuff. Most of the payment comes from like individual. Um, the national Olympic committees of different countries where like the United States Olympic committee has, uh, some sort of program where like, okay, if you're representing the U S and you get this place, you'll get paid out this much. But, um, like I compete for Malta and they're basically like, Hey, if you can qualify for the Olympics, we'll send you. And that's, 
it. Like I, what's in the Olympics for me is like the trip to the Olympics, like getting to do it and be it's there, the experience. which is amazing. Like just getting that experience. It's like, I don't need to be paid to go to the Olympics. Like I am happy to go. That is incredible. But like people don't realize that like you, you don't get money. The only value you can get from the Olympics is if you then turn it into endorsement deals later, which the top 5% can do the medal winners. But I mean, you have events like ski racing where there's 80 people in the event and only three are going to get medals it's crazy that people people really think that any job that's kind of public is a high paying like this is actually hilarious you know where i live i don't know if you've been to my place but uh i ran into the my upstairs neighbors from like the first year i lived in my apartment at a bar the other night they don't live there anymore Mm -hmm. and They'd follow me on social media. So they were like, oh, congrats. It looks like you're really killing it. So happy for you. And I was like, not really. I mean, people think that, but I mean, I still live in the same place. Like I'm not making that much more money. And they were like, really? And this guy goes, we always thought like you were just one of those people that had money, but thought it was cool to like look (laughs) like you didn't have money. I'm like out in a kiddie pool in the driveway, like shooting videos on like an (laughs) iPad. And they're like, she's loaded. She's just pretending to be poor. I'm like, no, I'm not pretending. One of my development comics last night is doing a Tonight Show spot next week. Like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, these days, I think it used to. Yeah. I think in the 80s, if you went on Tonight Show, you had a sitcom like the next week or so. Or you, just, you got money. I don't know. You were headlining. It used to be like that, like way back, like Johnny Carson, if he yeah. would call you to the couch the next yeah. day, you'd get a sitcom offer. But it's just not like that anymore. Now there's seven late night shows and there's, you know, yeah. seven comics on every night. Like fame is all just, it's all, it's, it's no such thing as famous anymore, I almost feel like, because there's so much famous. It's well, just, you can be famous. It just doesn't mean you're like financially successful like you, fame doesn't equal money yeah yeah have you guys ever seen a famous or a f- ex-famous person out in the real world doing something like that? you're like what the fuck oh my god i have the best story about that me when, too when i first moved here i did paid audience work which you've done a few yeah. times <laughs> and i was in line for a late night talk show i think it was craig ferguson and i recognized the guy behind me but i couldn't place him and he used to be a series regular on a soap opera mm. uh, for like two seasons, he said. And then he was like, and I just haven't been able to get work since then. I just back to doing paid audience work. It's like 60 bucks to sit in the audience. But I mean, that's L.A., you know. Yeah. Have you guys seen the movie Chasing Amy, the Kevin Smith movie? I think so. so I know it. Yeah, they were comic book writers. Anyways, one of them was uh, one of the stars of the movie was this uh, black gay guy. And I was at the Arclight movie theater just a few years ago. He was working at the little restaurant area there. I was like, you're on Chasing Amy, right? He's like, yes. Oh, my God. He probably felt so you should. I would be embarrassed, but also like props to him because that that means he has no ego, man, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in this town who go into debt because their ego is so big. They they work on something. They don't want to get recognized doing a regular job. Mm -hmm. They'd rather just be broke. Right. Like, I mean, that's just dumb. Everybody's got a hard job. It's a cruel industry. Like same thing with sports is like you can be a star one day. But then you get older and have kids and it's like, 80 kids, you know, it's just, it's, <laughs> just or you're just George too old Foreman, to do it. Like, like, you, like MMA, like when you're 30, like that's pretty and then, old. Already. And then what do you do yeah. at that point? It's like if you're if you're someone who's not going to be getting endorsement deals for the rest of your life, like uh, uh, Michael Jordan, he will get endorsement deals for the rest of his life. But like most athletes, when they retire, they Teach. might have a year or two. And then and then what do you do? And can you? rein in your ego enough to be like all right i was a star once i was on the cover of magazines but now i'm gonna go you know work at a grocery store like 
Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. That's if you get a job that has like a an expiration date, it's not easy. Wrestlers are like that. You see these wrestlers that used to be famous, and now they're just like broke and doing these little shows at fairs and shit. Well, and the thing is that because because if you're if you have to retire from your sport, like wrestlers, I guess they can be older. But like, let's say you're 45 and you're done with that. What type of job can you get? Because every other 45-year-old has 20 years of experience at that point. It's like you're stuck going into an entry-level Yeah, and those guys didn't go to school. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. They, what do they They go to convention? Well, most a lot of them make movies and stuff, right? They try. I mean, but there's hundreds of them. Yeah, but I guess, yeah, if you get big enough. I'm Nowadays, sure that- they're making big paychecks. Back in the 80s, they were like... Are they really? Yeah, they make pretty good money. How do you know? I've just heard. Like, Googled it? Yeah. I, I don't believe this. that shit. The Google says I make a million dollars and I was married to Eric Myers. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a website that I, I like typed in my name and one of the suggestions was Janice Perry Net Worth and I clicked on it. <laughs> What's it they, I, they thought it was like a million and a half dollars or something. I was like, yep, that's cool. A million dollars. <laughs> when I went to Beirut, a guy offered me $10,000 to spend the night with him. And I said, no, he was so, I couldn't have even, I wouldn't do it anyway, but like if I was going to do it, I couldn't have done it with this dude because he was like too gross. Yeah. But I come back, I'm at the comedy store. I go to George Perez. I go. You'd be like, make it 20. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I go to George Perez. I go, uh, a guy offered me $10,000 to spend the night with him in Lebanon. And George looks me up and down and goes. Well, I can tell from what you're wearing. You said no. That's how he answered. <laughs> but he was right, man. I mean, That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, all right. So what, uh, well, you're going to start a Kickstarter for mm-hmm. your... GoFundMe. Yeah. Or GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Yeah. Go but I hope you take this. This is why I wanted her to come on. So she'd have a video she could take and like hit up everybody everywhere yeah. and get your money girl yeah because i mean like it, really what's stopping me the only thing that's going to prevent me from getting to the next olympics is just getting the coaching it's like i i need to be able to pay for coach i've done it on my own you know i've i've gone gorilla style where i'm just training myself i'm like listening to what other coaches are saying yeah. and, and taking that in and i've been alone at competitions i've traveled to contests where like everyone else has a coach and i'm just like i'm all right i'm on my own like, that'd be so in. funny if you went to the mountain and you kind of like followed like 12 feet back from another snowboarder and their coach all day and sort of like mm-hmm. did what they were doing tried well, to stop yeah, I've, I've like kind of like low-key done that a little bit because i'm like i need to make this happen you know sitting around and just being like oh i don't have money i can't do it that's not gonna get, gonna get me anywhere it's like all right like if i don't have money i need to like figure out a way to make it happen but right now like i to make up for the lost time coming back for the injury like i need a coach and then to be able to travel to the competitions that's a whole nother you expense need way more year. than 20 grand yeah, you need like a hundred thousand for this year like which next, has two months left in it. Uh, well three. no no for, for, <laughs> for the, this for winter season. so like through, <laughs> oh, through next like through next like may gotcha. but, but that's just for coaching next fall i have to go to new zealand the first qualifier will be in new zealand there's going to be four international events through that year and then another like four international events before the olympics the next year you need like a serious sponsor you need like a real sponsor that has money yeah you need like a hundred grand at least to do the whole thing i mean that would that would be a game changer like that would give me access to so much more to like really take it up to the next level and bump up your your what did you call it not kickstarter your gofundme the the money yeah yeah because i just like it's and it's like i feel like at this point since i have such a big community with youtube that they've been watching me since the qualifiers for the previous uh olympics it's like i'm not just doing it for myself at this point like i have all these people who like want it so bad for me and for themselves because it's like yeah I'm someone who started a new sport 
at 18 that other people started when they were three and four. And it's like, I don't know if I can make it to the Olympics under these circumstances, having lived in my car and gone gorilla style. It's like, Anyone she lives in her anything. car. She still lives in her. It's crazy that you live. She literally like is always at the library or sleeping in her car or like showering at the gym. Like it's amazing that you live in your car and you look great. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I hope babe. you make it. Me Thank too. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm doing it for everyone. I'm representing all the people who are too old or not skilled enough or, you know. You were. Go ahead. No. You were going to tell us a date failure. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Let's okay. get back oh, to it. Great minds boy. think alike. Okay. Yeah. You're like, enough of this. Let's no. go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was thinking that too. Okay, so this isn't necessarily a... Uh, I guess it's technically a date fail. Whatever. So, okay, I meet this guy. In, Recently? In August. Uh, we okay. met at a, uh, a mixer, an industry mixer thing. And he's a... Uh, I don't, do you call a comedian someone who he does sketch Im, sketch he's in a sketch comedy he's an actorish group. improv he does, guy he yeah. does sketch sketch things okay and he's funny he was we, funny we call him one of those improv guys okay so you know he's funny yeah. uh, we, we got along the night we met we talked a really long time and he was like yeah I'm doing this show at uh, Groundlings UCB, UCB or yes. something there's a they do a contest every week like a head to head like a couple different sketch groups compete or okay. whatever so I'm like, yeah, cool. And I went to it. And afterwards, he's like, oh, my God, I didn't think you were actually going to come. I'm like, yeah, no, that was great. Like, would, do you want to, like, go get a drink or something? And we went out to this pancake place with his sketch partner and some of their friends. And we were out to, like, three in the morning and really hit it off. I'm like, this guy is he's cool. He's, we're bouncing off each other. You know, great conversations. I'm laughing the whole time. Nice. That's good. It was great. Love yeah, it. Yeah, and he was attractive. Wow. And I'm like, you know what? Like, this is. This is good. I, you know, I did like, he live in a car also? No, 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 no. This is back in August. This is in August, and um, and then we met up again another time. We went to this little taco festival and Ooh. uh hung out. And it was great, and we start kissing at the taco fest. Well, um, like after the taco fest ended, we like hung out and talked, and then we went to his car. We're like, let's sit in there and talk, and then you know, you kind of nice. lean over the armrest and. Things happen, you know. You start kissing. Yeah, so, sometimes that happens. So, things happen. Yeah, kissing. Was it it's an eco-friendly vehicle? Mm, I don't remember. All right, that's, that's was there irrelevant. onions in the tacos? Um, was it what? Was there onions in the tacos? We we ate the same stuff, so it's okay. Perfect. Yeah, we we ate the same things. Yeah. Um. So we're kissing, and then he stops. He goes, "Okay, I need to like, I just need to say something." Oh, I'm no. like, "Hold up, he wait said, a I'm, minute." I'm a wizard. <laughs> Just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> that's your story. Yeah. No, uh, first off, if if you ever have to stop kissing someone and say like I need to say something, now I know that's usually not. I don't think it's like, ever good. Hey, yeah. hey, I just need to stop because I want to tell you that you're beautiful. Like that would be great, but it's never that. <laughs> One time, this is a real fast, real intermission. Yes, she, I was making up this girl. She stops. She goes, "Wait a second. and she goes, "If I asked you to stop, would you stop?" And I go. I just did. Like, what are you talking about? Right, like, who says that? Oh, uh, my God. All right. Cute. No, so he stops and he goes, he goes, here's the thing is that I'm at a point in my life. He's, I think, 29. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going around dating people just to date. It's like, I want to find someone to be in a relationship with. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally on the same page. I'm not trying to just date around for the hell of it. Like, I want to, like, find someone I'm actually connected with and have a relationship and yada, yada. And he's like, well, 
you know, I'm just, I'm kind of concerned because you're, you know, you said with your snowboarding, you're going to be leaving in a few months and then you're going to be gone. And then I don't I know feelings. Like, when you're going to go make out session. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing. He is stopped that the kiss. Did you ever like, get into his pants and find his vagina? No. How am no, I the crazy funny. person? He's so, he's so, no, that's funny. But he was so nice. But I was like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, hold on. Like, I'm going to be here in LA for another two months. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, like maybe at that point, like we decide we don't even want to be together. This is second date, first makeout session. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is really soon. I appreciate it because I'm on the same page with like, I'm not just going to go kiss guys for the heck of it. Like I really liked him and I liked spending time with him and he's super cool. Yeah. There's still nothing wrong with him. But like it was very soon to be like, is this a long term relationship? As yeah. first um, kiss? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm like. In that you must moment, be a great kisser. Well, in that, <laughs> do you want to find out? Maybe later. Uh, no, in that moment, I was like, no, 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 like it's fine. Like you know, when I we can keep doing this, hanging out, getting to know each other, and then when I leave for the winter, it's like you know, maybe you meet someone else while I'm gone. You have a connection with them, and great, you end up in a relationship. But maybe I'm gone for the seven months, and you don't meet someone you click with. And when I'm back in LA, it's like we can pick back up. It's like a no no strings attached kind of once I leave like whatever happens you never know like you just don't know what's gonna happen of course so why would we stop doing this right now just because I'm gonna leave like eventually I'm coming back to Los Angeles and so it's like okay okay so cool um and I think we might have kissed a little bit more or it ended at that point that would really um, be a kind of like a mood killer I would yeah think. it kind of was um and then like later when I was thinking about it, I'm like man that like was soon to be like is this like like it was kind of asking me like are you gonna make a commitment now or he was I guess he was just bringing up his own concern that like what are we doing right now if you're gonna be leaving um one time I had sex with a girl and she thought we were together after that and she never saw me again because she was like shocked that I said no like like not yet why would she think that it was a second date you know here's the thing about this is there are people who are looking for a relationship specifically and they don't want to date anyone casually. But I feel like that's usually something like you say, I don't know, most women will say that like on a dating app if that's what they want. Or like when when they first go out with a guy, they'll be like, look, I'm not looking for anything casual. But I don't know. I just feel like in the middle of a kiss is the weirdest moment. Yeah. Especially the first kiss. Bring up that, that, back that shit up. And especially a guy. <clears throat> yeah, it's weird. So he must have gotten really hurt. I don't know. But he's he was still he's sweet. Just... And, I, and so I was like, whatever, I'm going to keep. <laughs> seen him but i had to leave i went back home and i went to tennessee for oh like my god he must have lost his shit days. well he was like hit me up when you're back from tennessee and i'm like yeah cool i will i thought your parents lived in they do we went on a trip to, gotcha. to nashville um so i came back down and then i got kind of like swamped with stuff and i didn't i it just didn't cross my mind oh my to gosh. hit him up and uh and then and he didn't hit me up really and so i was like okay like he didn't hit me up really. I can't remember. He might have he might have texted me once. That's the thing. You can't just text me once because if I forget about it, I'll like totally forget it. It's like I need a follow up to remember things. Um, but so if he hit me up once, if he hit me up, he only did it once. You definitely aren't that into him um, because I never forget to answer someone I'm really into. Oh, no, ever. I'm just really bad at texts. I'm awful. Even if you're really into someone. No, you have to Instagram DM me. I don't text. Oh, oh well, same difference. But that's the thing. I think he, he you have to. texted me. <laughs> 
But actually, that, see, that's why uh, I DM people uh, because it's different on Instagram. You see their little picture, plus mm-hmm. they know you read it, and so do you. So now there's like social res- media yeah. is an outlet that anyone could hit you up at. Strangers, everything. This guy has your personal phone number. That should be the priority area. Yeah, my phone doesn't like give me notifications, and no one texts me. That's the thing is that like when I meet someone that I want to stay in contact with them, I'm like. Hey, what's your Instagram? I'll DM you. Me too. Hold on a I don't second. ask for numbers. I don't okay. get numbers from people anymore. Oh, so you, but he had your number. He had my number. Um, he might. And why don't you get notifications when you get texts? I don't know. My phone is weird. I don't always get all the texts or notifications either. Like texting is less reliable. I think. Uh, I like Instagram better too. You know what? I, if I give you my number, it probably means I'm not going to save you. Like, if you want, we can turn your notifications on while you're here. <laughs> I'm trying to see. You know what? I don't actually have his number saved. Uh, Wait, but... Because also, I don't save a lot of people's numbers. Even, like, good friends. I don't have their numbers saved. Is Kate in there? Uh, Probably not. I don't care. I'm have just you... wondering. No, I, I got her. Because when I met her, I was like, I need to make sure I remember her name. So I, like, put it in. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but so... <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, so he maybe he hit me up or he didn't. I was like, whatever. Like, it's getting late. I've got, you know, like, two weeks left here in L.A. Well, at the premiere that I was at the other night, I brought one of my actor friends, um, David, and uh, yeah, I can say his name, David. Uh, I brought him. He's he's married. He's just like a good friend of mine. Like I, I, we do help each other on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Cool guy. He's just friend. So we go into the, the uh, theater to watch the premiere and I'm just, you know, chatting it up. And I like look back oh, no. sitting literally right behind us in the row behind us is this guy. And I was like. I was like, oh, oh my God, hi. And I was actually excited to see him. I was like, wow, like, hey, like, I haven't seen you. Like, and we started, com- like, you know, conversating. And was he alone? He was alone. And I realized, like, while I was talking to him, I'm like, oh my God, he thinks that I'm on a date with another guy right now. Of course. Now. Yeah. What is the premiere of? What was the premiere? It was for uh, C, the new Apple streaming content. It's it's a show called C. And he just went by himself? Yeah. This guy seems a little weird. No, he's cool. <laughs> uh, I mean... I don't know. No, I go to stuff alone I go to often. Things. I don't usually. It's have not them. even that. But it's just the coupling of him stopping the kissing <laughs> and being behind <laughs> right. her, and it's a coincidence right he was her. right behind yeah, you. Yeah, actually, right yeah, that's a good point. No, but so, so, did you post that you were going to be at this? No, uh, I posted like while I was there. Uh, I don't know. I think it was just a random coincidence. Maybe he saw you and intentionally at least sat behind you. I, I mean, that's well, even no, that's, no. It was a signed seat, so it was fate. Oh, it was just straight fate okay. because we had a signed seat, or he assigned the seat. And <laughs> I, I like typed into my notes, and I like showed David while we were talking. I'm like, David, and my note was like, was like, I went on a date with this guy. Like, I, I haven't talked to him in a while. I think he thinks that we're on a date because I was hoping. I'm like, I hope David will just make a comment about like, His oh wife. yeah, my wife, blah yeah. blah blah. Like, I was hoping he'd say something loud enough, but he didn't. And I'm like, oh great, he thinks I'm on a date, and he thinks that this is super awkward, and it's not. Uh, and then he did text me later and he was like, hey, it was really good seeing you. I hope I didn't like make your date weird. And I was like, no, no, no. Like it wasn't a date. Like my friend's married. LOL. Uh, good seeing you. <laughs> and then yesterday I went to another screening and brought another one of my friends, my friend from back home that I grew up with, Scott. Like we've been in school since kindergarten. He lives out here to be a writer now. You don't have to convince us. Dude, if I, you're I, about I, to like, tell us that this other dude is behind you coincidentally again. He is a stalker. Well, we're at, so we're at this other premiere and we're like walking through the lobby or we were standing in line for the premiere and I'm, I'm you know, staying pretty close to Scott because everyone was like packed into a tight space yeah. and I'm just chatting and he walks by and I'm like, 
oh hey and he didn't stop to talk but he like said hey he was there again yeah he went to that thing too oh because he's sag all the sag actors get invites to the same screenings. i'm sag i've never gone to any you haven't paid your dues in 10 years that's true but no but so <laughs> so my me thought is oh my god now he thinks i'm on a date with someone else <laughs> good again. you look you look like a hot catch but i feel bad because i actually like him i think he's a so cool why guy are you inviting he- him to any of these things Instead well, of all your friends. Why don't you just ask him to get together again? Because I'm like, well, I'm leaving LA in a week. There's no point in rekindling. Yeah, halfway through point. the kiss, he's going to like give her a speech again. I just, I Where like Where are you him. going in a week? I like him. Uh, I'm going back to San Francisco to pack for the winter and then I'm heading out, heading out to a colder Do a climate. Jeep restock? Mm-hmm. I can understand that starting something with someone you actually feel like you might connect with if you're leaving yeah. versus if it's someone you're just like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, like even the dude that just made me cry today, like, honestly, I knew, I knew before today, I was like, if anything happens, I'm going to really like this guy. Cause it mm. just felt like I just like, it was too, there was too much spark. You mm. know what I mean? So I just feel like sometimes those situations, I don't know, maybe it is good to avoid if you know that you're going to be unavailable. I just feel bad because I actually do like him and he keeps seeing me with these other guys and like, (laughs) and just jumping to conclusions in his head, obviously. Isn't that a good thing though? Doesn't that make you seem like a, like a girl that lots of guys are trying to date or does it make you, I mean, um, I feel like if I was the guy trying to date some girl and I saw her with two other guys and thought it was a date, I'd probably be like, like, this is never going to be anything. And he probably thinks that I'm not interested in him at all. Also, he probably thinks you date broke guys since all these things are free. Yeah, and also, yeah, exactly. I'd be thinking, like, why didn't she invite me to these things? He didn't invite her either. Yeah. Well, he likes to go alone. He might not have even known. <laughs> he might not have even known I was back in town. I don't know. He follows you, right? On Instagram? I think he doesn't. Got- he doesn't Instagram frequently. He's not all It up doesn't in that mean business. he doesn't follow yeah maybe all i know is all i know is this anytime i had a guy okay i had a stalker and i bumped into him twice at two places and he was like kate do you remember me i met you at blah 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 and i didn't but i just kind of went with it because i'm going to be rude and then i ran into him at my um at my uh rap party for my playboy channel show he happened to be it was at the w hotel and he just happened to be hanging out at the w hotel and Mm. then oh and then I ran into him in the parking lot of my own building and he was just like, oh, hey, Kate. And I was like, do you live here? He's like, yeah, you didn't know that. What? And then it turned out he didn't live there. One night he knocked on my door trying to sell me an iPad at like midnight. And then I was like, this is really creepy. You really need to go. And he was like. I just, I'm just trying to make a little money. And I was like, I'm going to call the police. And I called the police and he disappeared and never came back. And it turned out he never lived in the building. Like, what? and there was footage on the security cam of him coming in and out for weeks. So he was like a legit stalker. So I'm just saying, be Did you careful. ask him how much the iPad would cost? <laughs> it was cracked and everything. So like, was yours. $20. Yeah. <laughs> No, but anyway, it's just like I actually did buy it. This is it. Yeah, I own it now. (laughs) Okay, well, he wasn't showing up to, you know, I can't say my house because I don't have a house. He wasn't showing up to my car car parked on the side of the street. I'm hard to find because I park in a different city every night. I'm always in a different neighborhood. Well, you have no choice. Uh. So that's yeah, what homeless people don't do. Get cops arrested. ever like knock on your window? Like no, you can't park. Or... No, I've got I've I've got my situation pretty good. Like I have full you know like, blackout um curtains. I made these like curtains that fit into each of my windows, 
And so I stick them up at night. So when you walk by my car, you just see black windows and it just looks like it's just dark inside. Yeah. Do you uh, recline in the front seat or do you sleep in no, the back seat? I have seat? like a like a mattress pad. It's like a four inch mattress pad in the back. It's like car camping. I did that for years when I was on the road. I would yeah. save my hotel per diem and just sleep in my car. Yeah, It's really not bad for like a night or two. This one's been hard. It's been like off and on since August. Uh, yeah, I was home for like two weeks and then every once in a while I'll stay at a friend's house um, yeah. to like recharge my emotions cell phone um, no just to <laughs> mentally recharge yeah, yeah you can't sleep outside all the time. yeah i just went i just went on like a couple week streak where i didn't stay at anyone's house and like it was probably two or three weeks and i i hit a point where i hit up one of my friends i'm like yo can i come stay for like a night or two like i'm I like i need to like recenter my chi yeah um because you go crazy after a while well, I mean, it's it's I think you're doing great and you're a sweetheart and I just I'm glad that you came because I think that you can do this. I think you can get the funding. I think you should definitely go on another date with him. I actually think you should go out. I don't think that guy's a stalker. I think you should go out with him again. No, yeah, I like him. He's cute. I mean... Maybe he's rich. He can pay for your Olympics. No, I think he, you need to turn your notifications on. That's what I think. <laughs> Maybe he well, won't he, think you're ignoring him all the time. He commented to okay. me uh, when I saw him at the premiere. He was like, yeah. He's like, how's your like car living going? Um, he's like, I think I might have to start living in my car too to save money. I was like... Uh-huh. I always wanted to live in a car. It's okay. just you can't if I date someone, they have to have a house. I can't date someone else who lives in a car because someone needs a house. Yes, yeah, someone needs a house in the <laughs> <Yeah>. relationship. <laughs> That's all she wants. She's like, can you please live somewhere? Anywhere. <laughs> My standards. Monarch, anything you want to add to this episode? We're like, we've been talking a while. This is a good episode. Um, I'll be at the Brea Improv on J- November 1st, 2nd and 3rd with Tom Green. Oh, that'll be fun. God, he's so funny. He was yeah. so good last night. Yeah. I love Tom. And Janice, your uh, YouTube channel, it's Janice Spiteri. Do you want to spell it for them? J-E-N-I-S-E. Spiteri. S-P-I-T-E-R-I. Yeah. And me, uh, you guys know, you can find me at Kate Q Funny. I'll be at the Laugh Factory Las Vegas this Monday through Sunday. And uh, CBDLion.com. Use my code Kate Q. BetterHelp.com slash date fails code Date fails. This was so fun. Good one. Yeah, I liked it. Guys, we'll be back.